make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com. Take a second. Haven't slept a wink. I walk the floor and watch the door. And in between I drink black coffee. Love's a hand-me-down broom. I'll never know a Sunday in this weekday room. I'm talking to the shadows, one o'clock till four. And Lord, how slow the moments go when all I do is pour. The men in lab coats sat outside the room. They sent in men for whom were to meet their doom. Scarlet, they said, kill the man, for he is wrong. The girl tried to resist, but couldn't for long. The shock inside her brain was like fire. She would kill soon, lest she earned her father's ire. Her sisters that couldn't were led to their knife. This was the way she spent her childhood life. I feel a strange sensation. Always do after a job. I tell Darnell, mind the cooker hob. He says, sure, Dad, but I won't get burned. Fine, you know I learned. I hear the rustling in the trees, and I know the stress has gotten to me. Had to be bees. What do you want me to say? I'm back in my rocking chair as I sway. Wouldn't be long till all this changed. Time spent as a pawn, I was dismayed. I returned to my cabin now, where I continued to write when my typewriter ceased to work. So I wrote this next chapter, pondering what happened after. Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. I remember her vividly. I was always amazed by her red-headed wizardry. It's that same day, Cain and Abel leave Darnell and me in disarray. I ponder more time with my son. He still visits. Our time has not come undone. When Cain and Abel left the house, Darnell sat quiet for a moment. He was still like a mouse. A grim look on his face. He stood transfixed on their car space. I don't like those men, Dad. When they come, they make me sad. One day, like Mum, you're gonna die. I replied, no I'm not, as I continued to lie. Yesterday I had a scare. What I did to Darnell wasn't fair. My sin for which I will be judged was the life of a soldier, as the streets of dirt I trudge. The first of the files on the list, Whitbourne of the Empire. I'd have to leave Darnell with a sitter, and that caused me to perspire. See, I had never been away so long. Travelling to the Empire felt plain wrong. But if I didn't, I knew the result. I'd lose Darnell to government fault. I patted him on the head, and I said, I'll be back soon. 
I was out before he could ask me to stay, I assume. I was driving to the docks to get a ship. Baton hung from my belt as the dock worker was about to make a racist quip. He let me ride for free, perk of being in the legal industry. The building I left was my life. Dilapidated, reeking of mold in the strife. God, I miss my home. And I thought about the boy Darnell, my, fa my face contoured. It was a strange type of sadness. Was it any wonder I got caught up in Scarlet's madness? The Silver City never felt like home. Here now in this empire, I never felt so alone. As the people with their heads down on the street walked, few raised their heads, even fewer talked. Soldiers were on parade in the street. A few were paid so that their eyes would retreat. The cathedral of the dark church bore down. Three large buildings sat staring as people drowned. We were trapped, insignificant beings. The empire's buildings felt like living things. The buildings formed a triangle then, taking up the north, east and west ends. That feeling as people pressed. None would help those slaves in distress. I felt the call for a walk. I was inexplicably drawn to a factory, which was more like a fort. The buildings arched overhead in grey clear-class sky. It was beautiful, I won't lie. They were the kind heard of on Earth's Victorian rhymes. The darkened factory loomed monolithic, and I felt myself inexplicably pulled to it. There were many workers whose hands bled dry, as wheels churned, some barely fed. They were whipped for efficiency. This was the Empire's greatest duplicity. They valued things, not people. And long I was waiting for a war like sequel. The grey sky began to burn my eyes, and I fought to control my despise. Airships flew overhead, and I outstretched my arms as, the, as they spread. My arms lay outstretched. I stood, a living cross. The slaves were bruised and beaten. I felt their loss. The slaves were downtrodden, whipped for effect. There was no life in the Empire's machine that was ever correct. Their misery was cornered on each face. As I leapt from the rusted railing down into an empty space, the overseer called, get back to work. I gave a crooked smile with a quirk. I raised my arm to strike the man, but felt another on my shoulder. He had some kind of plan. Name's Whitbourne, kid. You'll thank me when you get older. The man stood in shock. Diplomat, uh, Diplomat Whitbourne, this man is bolder. Whitbourne spoke. So I got to zoom. Whitbourne spoke. He's from the Republic, so that's his flaw. Doesn't know how things work here, so I'm taking him to the head office to show him the law. My jaw clenched as he whispered then. Look, kid, we'll come back later with more men. People work with their inner turmoil, as those in charge the lands that they boil. What hope is there for those that lack free will, who for your benefit, the land that they till? This land was built by those with power. Where men and women were broken, face grim with a glower. There were no dreams here, and this I'll say. They see only the darkness, the reality of today. What hope is there, left, that could cause such dismay? What light left in reality, for those that can't be heard to speak, to pray? That's Washburn on slavery. Whitbourne wasn't just a face in the crowd. He was the face of the crowd. When the politicians got together, he was the dissenting voice that grew loud. This was the first time we drank together and where we met Scarlet. 
she was dolled up like this amazing starlet. And I remember that night, she and George had a laugh. The man got on with anyone, even facing public wrath. When this loads, I'm just doing the introduction of uh, Whitbourne. So this is the introduction of Whitbourne. Whitbourne, Whitbourne attempted to steer me out, but I wouldn't budge. He whispered, hear me out. I'll take you to Ray's bar. You're my contact, kid. Protect me. Go far. I grunted in reply. But I turned to leave with Whitbourne rather than let my fist fly. Ray's bar was hidden in an alleyway, an underground bunker of that day. Secrets paid for with information and lies. This was a place you could grab a drink away from prying eyes. The bar scene part one. We sat at the bar. Two gents stared at by eyes from afar. As the bartender said, Dame of the Back bought you two drinks. Whitbourne said, We should introduce ourselves. He walked over and said, Hey, Tink. A reference to her tiny, tiny size. Scarlet's eyes glinted an odd surprise. She said, Who's your friend? Whitbourne said, The Republic man? <laughs> I won't pretend. He's here helping me make sure it's a better place. Scarlet's red, red dress waved down to her shoes with lines of lace. As I answered, That's it. Don't see many, many women around here. Scarlet replied, That's because of the inequality, their fear. Veradeshi traders overheard George's comment. Republic man here? They lament. Ascarius counted many blessings today, the sailors said one after the other in an ordered array. But this woman, this woman, she should not be here. Empire's lands, laws are clear. Scarlet leaned in closer to the men, whispered something as silent as they were then. We turned to sit at a nearby table. Granite walls sat beside it and we were able. The bar scene, part three. Sitting at the table, I told a story about Cain and Abel. Scarlet said, they sound like lousy friends. Whitbourne shot back, guys like that, it's just pretend. Got a lousy job, detective. Scarlet said, well, he's got here, so he was pretty damn effective. Whitbourne made a gesture to the tender. Over then, he lured the bar vendor. Get one for my friend and two for the other one. I got stories. This night's gonna get long. Scarlet sat back in her dress as Whitbourne then began to try to impress. The bar scene, part four. Washburn said, What am I, chopped liver? He motioned to Scarlet and the second beer. Deliver. Scarlet smiled and said, Oh no, a big burly man. As she proceeded to down the beer like a part of her plan, Whitbourne said, hm, My kind of woman, as his eyes shone in surprise. Whitbourne continued, Honor my story, and there's only a handful of lies. If I told you the Emperor's feeble right now, not stable, and that others in this country say that they're willing and able, what would you say to that? Come on, you two. He patted them on the back.
The bar scene part five. Washburn said, I wouldn't care. Scholars simply nodded with a dizzying air. Whitbourne said, well, you should. He's got two sides fighting for the neighborhood. There's the extremists who want us clamped down. And the new wavers who have our own ideas about town. Scarlett said, what about what ideas are those, George? George downed his beer, which he proceeded to gorge. Simply put, we want to make this world a better place. Equal for all in a Scarrew's raise. Scarlett said, those are bold ideals, I see. But I've seen too much of, of the corrupt and how you run this country. George said, a cynic, eh? Look, for things first. I need Washburn here to remove an old curse. Washburn stopped making faces at Scarlet as he turned to George. I don't know much about a curse. Tell him, Lassie. Scarlet laughed. Lassie now, is it? Whitbourne chimed in using wit. It's not a curse like you think, but it's something putting the nation on the brink. Something I know you'll want in. I want you to help me end the slave trade, put it in a tailspin. Washburn laughed. What's the idea? <laughs> Scarlet for once didn't try to steer. We disrupt the slave trade. They become worthless. Go free. Scarlet, pretty face like you could help me. Scarlet lowered her head. Nothing worse than losing free will. Something she identified with, yet couldn't spill. Washburn said, What about Darnell? This could take a year. Whitbourne said, Don't worry, kid. He's already been picked up, as if sensing my fear. Washburn continued, Am my home in the Republic? Whitbourne said, I got your temporary logics, kid. Well equipped. Scott said, I'd very much like to fight. Secretly monologuing, if I can do this right, I can still get close to my target, save the Empire. She thought almost sadly about watching George expire. Ascariu was the god of the sea, patron god of those he oversee. Traders, sailors, pirates to boot, any who sailed for loot. This god was the most observant and paid his dues to those who spent. He had no jails in his astral station. He believed in rehabilitation. Lancet on Ascariu, god of the sea. Fires of hours after, Washburn walked into the room, in which was sparnishly furnished luxury items loom. Washburn said, You weren't kidding. About better lodgings, what's the catch? Whitbourne said, You and the slave trade, Capiche, help me drown the Empire's rats. Whitbourne said, See, I got a plan. You'll need a certain amount of equipment and a van. Washburn interrupted, So I'd have to go under cover ops. I'll need a team. After this, you'll tell me more of your dream. Scarlet walked into the room and said, If I'm to join in this fight, I'll need training. She thought about acting so meek and silently disdaining. The men paused for a moment, looked at one another. They knew she'd blow up if they tried to use cover. Whitbourne said first, I'd like you to be the driver. It's an important role. Scarlet set, sat back. Her eyes did roll. You're not keeping me out of this fight. I have a big mouth. You'll include me lest you want the empires to make this plan go south. Washburn said, damn, you got balls. He laughed. Whitbourne conceded, fine, Washburn, you'll train her this aft. His abbreviation had been a slur. He began drinking and it made him blur. He passed out on my couch. Scarlet had drawn pen on his head, the one word, grouch. <laughs> 6 a.m. that morning. 
Heard a knock at the door. Born awoke yawning. Scarlet, I swear, I didn't sleep at all. She walked up to the door. Opening it, she said, Rise and shine, detective. It's for you. She paced back across the floor. Whitbourne oddly walked up with me as I greeted Darnell and Police Chief Whitney. Darnell's left, words left his mouth and thinking, Grouch! Whitbourne hadn't awoken up yet as he slouched. I said, Darnell, now that's unfair. As I looked up at Whitbourne's hair, across his forehead I read the word. As I said, ah, yeah, I agree, undeterred. Whitbourne frowned from ear to ear. Darnell continued, Grouch, get out of here. Whitbourne said, Your kid's kind of rude, Washburn. But he gets that from you, in turn. Scarlet laughed to herself as if sensing a private joke. She beckoned over to Darnell with a glass of Coke. Whitbourne whispered to Washburn then, Later on when you get the van, I'll introduce you to the rest. Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12 powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com.